threat of disaster is never pleasant. Welcome to the Casual Preppers Podcast. These safety measures are essential. The only place for prepping, survival, and entertainment. This will be your source of survival instructions and information. Every member of the family must be coached in the business of survival. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe. Well, if I haven't said it yet, Cam, happy Valentine's Day. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Today's the day. I mean, this is going to come out the day after. So hopefully all you boys out there oh, are happy. <laughs> all the girls are out there happy. Um, yeah, hopefully. hopefully yeah. It was a go- great night last night. For <laughs> I hope so, right? <laughs> I hope we were involved somehow. I don't know how, but I hope our names came up. Let me put a little something on real nice. <laughs> I'm going to put on some sexy <laughs> sounds. <laughs> you know what gets me hot, baby. You know. Ready to go. Ready to go. I'm about to rock your world. <laughs> 20 prepper rules, baby. (laughs) That's what we're talking about today. Rule number one. I guess it would be Stonehenge, probably. Yeah, probably, maybe. How about you talk about Stonehenge? Yeah. Um, Stonehenge. Stonehenge. Yeah, what are we talking about today, Cameron? Uh, Yeah, so today we're going to talk about 20 casual prepper rules. Yeah. There's a lot of prepper rules out there, there, but not enough of them are casual. Right. And that's all we talk about. That's all we talk about. And by the way, before you get too far into this podcast, if you're looking for information as fast as you possibly can get it, you're in the wrong place. Yeah. Okay? This is a place where it's going to take us forever to get to the point. Fair warning. Okay? That's a great warning. Fair warning. You should have been doing that yeah. 200 episodes ago. If you're looking for 20 prepper rules in like 30 seconds, not happening. Today, we're going to be beating around the bush constantly. Yeah. Skip ahead an hour, you get, get them all done. Get them all. Yeah, find the notes somewhere because um, you're not going to get it quick. No. This is going to be an experience. This is for, for you guys to hang out with us for an yeah. hour. Yeah. Okay? And obviously, this That's is how you draw it out. Somebody didn't like our last episode because we just couldn't get to the point and they ain't got that much time in their what life. What point is there to Stonehenge? I don't, nobody knows. <laughs> but uh, um, Yeah, I understand. I mean. Sure. That's why we do Mind the Spanner. Yeah. You're not going to love it all the time. You're not. We love it. Yeah, sure. We have fun doing it, (laughs) and you may or may not like it. Sorry. Uh, Makes me laugh. Really does. Uh, (laughs) It made me laugh. The last one. There was some stupid stuff in there. There definitely was. But uh, you know where there isn't stupid stuff? Battle box, uh, dude, turn you got a brand new watch on. Apologize. No, I've had it, whole, I've <laughs> had you, it for a while. Yeah, I haven't seen you wearing it in a while. So uh, I, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Can, I, can I do the battle box reader now? <laughs> Cloak mode, and it <laughs> <Yeah>. just disappears <laughs> on my arm. Uh, most subscription boxes are full of samples and junk you'll never use, but not battle box. It's the monthly subscription box full of solid gear for adventure seekers, survivalists, outdoor enthusiasts, and casual preppers. Each month, battle box sends you the coolest selection of hand-picked outdoor survival and everyday carry gear all valued at far more than what you'd normally pay. You never know what's in the next box, but here's a sampling of what users received this month. And before I get to it, like I gotta tell you, this is one of the best boxes. This is had a great while. box. Loved it. So much so that I, that I sent John a message. I'm like, dude, great box. Love you, John. Well done. Happy Love you, Valentine's John. Day. Happy Valentine's Day. I uh, hope to see some flowers coming my way. <laughs> Anyways, the Dark Energy Poseidon Nano. Really cool. We were just playing with it uh, a second ago. Yeah, I just had it on. And well, the, it doesn't... You don't wear it. You, you don't put wear it on your phone. I, I put it on a necklace. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and the Real Steel Sakura Pro Battle Box Exclusive Knife. Cool little... Sakura uh, Pro. Sakura <laughs> Pro. All this badassness starts at just $34.99 per month. They've shipped... 
over a million boxes and one best subscription box of 2020. Our listeners get a free knife when you sign up at, tr- at battlebox.com slash, ca- I can't say it without try battlebox. It's battlebox.com oh, slash yeah. casual preppers. Get your first box plus a free knife at battlebox.com slash casual preppers. Listener reviews starts now. Yeah, both those knives are sharp. They really are. I Can't, haven't cut my hand in a long time. But and I did, did today. Yeah, I'm okay, though. Yeah, no, I didn't no bleed out. needed. Didn't bleed out. No. All right. Uh, medicine, jujitsu, and preps. I stumbled across this podcast two years ago on a road trip. Honestly, the best thing I could that could have happened to me. I've always been a prepper, but had no idea what I was doing. Welcome to the club, bud. <laughs> I don't think you learned anymore. No. Uh, this podcast has helped me redefine preppering. Mm-hmm. Also, being someone who works in the medical field, as well as being a jujitsu guy, huh. it's cool that I can relate to both Kobe and Cam. And you got your name right. my name right. That might be the first time ever. Yeah, man. Cool. Yeah. If you guys are ever in Kentucky, I'd love to get a rolling session in. Stay survived. Oh, He's Kentucky. like our child. Yeah, dude. I would love to go <laughs> hang out with BHU. Y-N-H-64. Some kind of medical condition, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I got the bunya. I got the bunya 64 chromosome. <laughs> yeah. I got an extra one. <laughs> it's a 64. It's a 64 but it's bit. A yeah. <laughs> it's a lot like N64. 64 bit. <laughs> Way better than that Super Nintendo crap. Seriously. Yeah. So, but if you guys want to be a part of this portion of the podcast, go to iTunes, go to Facebook, leave us a five-star review and make it awesome. It's a mad, mad world. Hey, Kim, our buddies over there in China, they're doing stuff. Yeah. Always, always busy. Always got their hands in stuff. (laughs) You know, you never know what's going on. But right now. Building things. Building things. Making things. Yeah. Boffins in China have reportedly cooked up a chilling microwave cannon. It's a cold microwave? It's it's a it's chilling. <laughs> it's like a fridge in a microwave. In oh, one. it got too hot. Put it in the cold microwave. Yeah, you just go back and forth. Um, <laughs> cooked up a chilling microwave cannon that can down satellites. Corey, come With waves 68,000 times stronger than Earth's magnetic field. Wow. I mean, I don't really know how to gauge that because I'm not sure how strong Earth's magnetic field is. I've You know what I mean? How but much stronger than 68,000. Jeez, man. They could probably flip Point the poles. Point at the moon and pull it on in. <laughs> they could like flip the poles pretty easy, probably. <laughs> Sorry, flipped them on and switched oh, the holy poles. Holy cow, that bad. Holy cow. Um, the terrifying weapon is augmented by four Sterling engines and can reportedly be fitted onto the back of a truck as How? the East Asian powerhouse flexes its military muscles. Um, the cooling properties of the Sterling engines will boost the strength of the powerful microwave weapon. I thought the Sterling engine were the little steam engines. I don't know, man. Don't ask me. Um, with tests showing it consumes just one-fifth of the energy of other systems. Sounds too good to be true. I know. It's, it's got crazy. a billion power with magnetic force. Yeah. And it's super cool and it's and, efficient. And, and it, it cures male pattern baldness. <laughs> Does it all. You guys don't have one. We have one. Yeah. Like, um, it anyways, sounds a little bit too yeah, good to be true. The chilling microwave. But that is kind of scary. Yeah. Down satellites. Okay. Um... Mine isn't as exciting. You always you say that every week. Yeah, almost. Because I do. I? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Mine's not as exciting. <laughs> I haven't found good ones that I'm like super scared by. So. Okay. A New York man thought he spotted a washed up buoy during a recent walk in nature until he got closer, and noticed that it had a propeller and an unsettling blinking light. 
Oh. It was literally a torpedo. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Did he go, oh, boy. He posted about it. He said, well, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, oh, boy. Um, well, I think I stumbled upon a torpedo, maybe, is what he posted. Ah. Fe- February 10th Facebook post. And people said, did you try and hit it with a hammer? And yeah, another suggested, did you throw rocks at it? Mm-hmm. So he said, I knew I found something pretty cool. The only unsettling thing was that the blinking light and sensors were going off. Yeah. So apparently um, they make these torpedoes to test their, you know, sonar skills and track them and see where they're going. And that's what this was. Oh, it was like a tracking one. Yeah. But the oh. first <laughs> the first comment was, sounds like that um, uh, skill or that uh, exercise failed since yeah. it just ended up on a beach somewhere. Some random beach. But man, oh. what a world we live in where you can just yeah. go on a nice little stroll on the side of the lake and there's a torpedo laying there. Oh, there's a torpedo. But there's some some other comments in here that I found pretty funny. People were saying like, does it say Acme on it? <laughs> yeah. And um, what was the other one that made me laugh? They said um, somebody had asked if it was an atomic <laughs> torpedo. And he said, well, <laughs> it's probably less common than an atomic grenade. And they had said, uh, I can't find that comment. But anyways, like, what would you do, seriously, if you came walking up to a torpedo on the side of the beach? Like, would you sit there, like, post about it and say, I think, oh, that's what it had on there. It had a phone number. It said, call. Oh, I had a phone number. And he called it and it didn't pick up. And he was like, and that's what was the comment I was going to mention is they were like, um, a phone number that says call if missing, and then they don't pick up. Who do they think they are? The IRS? <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> like, yeah. that's our government. I mean, I think that's what 911's for at yeah. this point, right? Yeah. That's what it probably should have had on there. Call 911. Call 911, dummy. But, you know? um, yeah, crazy times, man. It is nuts. Torpedoes Mi- sitting on beaches. Microwave weapons. Microwave weapons. Man. That Ooh. cure everything. The world is mad. And that's why you need a rule set to go by. You really do. You need some sort of rule set to get you through. Yeah. Um, and we've done that for you today. Yeah. There's a lot of different, like, if you browse and look for some prepper rules, I mean, mm-hmm. I think we've even gone over some of them before. Probably. But um, this is the casual yeah. side of it. It is. Because um, we don't take anything seriously. <laughs> no. Our marriage, our jobs, not this podcast. Health, finances, <laughs> nothing. Finances I surely have not taken seriously. No. Until, like, the last five years. Yeah. Which is bad. It is bad. Anyway, um... But yeah, let's talk about them. So, number one. Rule prep, number one. And this doesn't really um, no, go in any particular order of like, this is the best one. No. Um, prepping isn't one size fits all. Yeah. So, prepping should be for everybody. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, everybody does it different. I think a lot of times people will start looking into prepping. They're like, well, I can't have a bunker. I can't have a bug out vehicle. Yeah. There's no way I can store all this food. I'm not going to do it. Like, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't go that way. That's like one of the main things about our podcast is it should apply to everybody. Like, mm-hmm. everyone can prep and prepare and build a plan and store some water and food. Like, keep it simple. You don't need to have all of that stuff. Like, or if you want that stuff, I want can, that stuff. Then have that stuff. I want that stuff. Like, that's the whole thing, right? Is like it can be this or it can be yeah. that or it can be whatever you feel like it needs to be. Right. That's the whole point. And we'll go like, and I'll talk a little more about this, but a lot of times, you know, people are asking questions about like, well, what if I do this? And mm-hmm. and you get like the butthole replies that are just so like, many. that's a terrible way to prep. But yeah. it's not the same for everybody. Everybody preps different. There's different cultures, different mm-hmm. cities. Um, you know, yeah. you live in different places. You're in a different time of your life. You know, it's like, I'm going to yeah. store all candy. Now, 
you probably store more fruits and vegetables. Could be. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but but really, there's no single way to prep. Like prepping is different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing with that is like, I think a lot of people put it off and they procrastinate prepping because they can't build that plan of what they think or picture as a, as a prepping plan. Sure. Yeah. So um, really like nowadays, anything is like just start throwing in some extra groceries and start putting them away. Like you don't have to have this elaborate plan, but you can, you can build on that. Maybe you do want five AR-15s in a thousand rounds. That yeah. is, that is your prepping plan and that's your plan. Prepping. That's your prepping style. Like, do it. Yep. So, um, but that's the, I mean, that's the main thing. Like, don't look at somebody else's prepping plan and decide, oh, I, I want it to be that way. Or you can, but um, mm-hmm. like, do it your own way. It, everybody does it different. As long as you're starting it, like you're ahead of most of the people out there. Yeah, and don't let people tell you that you're doing it wrong or that this right. is the way it should be done. Because you will find them. Oh, yeah. They're going to come out of the woodwork. They're going to come out anything. and tell you that, you know, you've got the wrong caliber. You've got the wrong mm-hmm. storage bin. You've got the wrong water tank. Like mm-hmm. it's always going to be wrong for somebody else. Yep, because they don't understand that concept of everybody preps different. Right. So, so get out there and just get start get started prepping because um, like you don't have to have all that stuff yet. Right. And and it's a uh, it's fun, man. We'll talk about that. Too. Yeah, definitely. And we go to rule number two: <clears throat> prepping should take away anxiety, not add to it. A lot of people do think that it's like, man, you, I don't know how you live that way of like yep. worrying about stuff all the time. It's like, it's the opposite. It totally is. And I think that, you know, for some people, maybe that's not the case because they're doing it a different way or they're looking at things in a different way. Yeah. Um, a lot of times when you talk about it, people worry that if they become a prepper, that the anxiety is going to take over because like it makes sense when you think about it, because as when you start looking into preparedness, you're like you're looking into and you're researching these worst case scenarios, yeah. things that could happen, right? Different emergency scenarios, um, and this can cause anxiety, obviously, right? When you start to think about it, because most people they don't even let those thoughts creep in, no, right? And that's the whole problem. Yeah, that normalcy with, bias. Is that, a yeah, it's big like problem. Why would I even care about this? Yeah, right. And that's Biden's the whole president, thing. we're good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they sound like when they're talking about it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So like like you said, like I said, this can cause anxiety, you know, the research and all the things you're like, I got to have all this stuff to mitigate these disasters. And then sometimes you get into preparedness and you get caught in this cycle of consuming uh, prepper media. Um, not all prepper media, but much of it. And even mainstream media is this way as well. And it feeds your fear and it feeds your anxiety. And we're going to talk about that in rule 17 later on. But when you start to look at everything you need to do to prepare, it's overwhelming. It's scary, but that's not the way it it should be, or it can be. I'm not, again, I'm not telling you how to prepare, but I'm saying as a casual prepper, it shouldn't be that way. We should be relieving anxiety, not causing more of it. You know what I mean? Um, so I feel like I go on those like like a little roller coaster sometimes of like I do too. I get a little anxious about it. I get a mm-hmm. little bit more worried that I'm like I'm not prepared for this very much. But I think it's used in a way that kind of helps me build up my supplies. Sure. Not and I'm like yeah, we, you know we got to get kids out of school and start planning how to make butter, butter yeah, at home on our turn own. that butter. And, yeah, exactly. Because like you know when you start to break down what you need to get through your basic like power outage, right? Um, and then you go and you make the necessary steps to prepare for that. All of a sudden, that doesn't weigh on your mind anymore. You're like, yeah. power outage comes, fantastic. Yeah. 
it, honestly, sometimes you're like, great, I can use this stuff that I've got. This is kind of fun for a little bit. Yeah. I, I can do flashlight that. Flashlight dead. Flashlight dead. Yeah. Flashlight dead. Flashlight all of them are dead. <laughs> um, and when you realize that 90% of all situations can be mitigated or survived comfortably with the basics of prepping, again, rule 16, we're going to talk about that. You start to relax, man. And this isn't just to say that like there's going to be no anxiety. Because y'all, we all have anxiety, obviously, right? Sure. But being a casual prepper shouldn't add to it in a major way. It should actually be the opposite. It should start taking it away. If you're focusing on your physical and mental health as part of your preparedness. If it's up in your anxiety, like you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Like really, I feel like yeah. it gives me a lot of relief. It gives me relief as well. Um, yeah, if your physical and mental health are better, obviously anxiety goes down. If you're working to uh, build an emergency fund and pay down debt, what better relief is there? than that yeah right um so take preparedness slow don't take on too much at once know that you don't have to do it all right now it's another thing we're going to talk about later too and it's going to relieve anxiety it's not going to create it no i can't tell you how many people that we have talked to that were doing interviews and stuff they're like well aren't your kids super anxious now or aren't or don't you get anxious yeah, i almost think that's why they're interviewing us it's yeah. like i want to hear like yeah. the life of a prepper and how anxious and how worried and it's like it's wait not a that minute. way yeah. These guys don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Well, these guys aren't doomsday preppers at all. What are they doing? <laughs> yeah. I think they're just playing video games or something. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Video games led to prepping? You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> all right. Never mind. But yeah, no, I yeah. like the anxiety part of it. Um, I think the only anxiety I get with it is coming up with an idea for the next podcast. <laughs> for the next podcast. <laughs> and which we've we've done pretty good this year. We're yeah, no, ahead, we pushed man. it. Yeah, we pushed it. We're like three out. months ahead. Yeah. It's in the archives. It's in the yeah, It's all done. And this was recorded in 2020. Yeah, I don't even know when this was recorded. <laughs> Last Valentine's Day. No, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just remember to vote for Biden. This <laughs> exactly. It's like the whole other, like, previous. Yeah. Anyway. Um, the other thing about prepping, and we ran into this more in the beginning than we yeah. do now. Um, don't be a dick about it. Yeah. Rule number three. There's a lot of people that... They, 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 they almost don't want you to be part of the prepper community. Yeah. You know, they're just like, you're mm -hmm. stupid and dumb. Mm -hmm. We're smart. We got the guns. Don't even try it. There was so much of that when we first started. It, it happened a lot. Yeah. There was a lot of, there was a lot of pushback and on And I our think maybe they finally podcast. just realized that we didn't you get You don't say casual prepper together <laughs> ever. <laughs> no, really. You know how many <laughs> times people said, you do anything casually and it doesn't work out. Right. Right. And it's like, okay, bruh. And yeah. then we're just like, we don't care. Keep saying it. I don't care. Yeah. And I think finally they're just like, we got to stop yeah. talking to these dudes because they just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> we're just going to keep doing it. They don't get doing. it. They're dead. They're idiots. Yeah. But yeah, seriously, uh, um, when you get it, when you start getting into prepping or even right now, like when you're, you go to forums and stuff like that, you're mm -hmm. going to see a little bit of that back and forth all the time. We're just saying like, don't be that way. Yeah, like, man. like our whole goal of this podcast is to reach more people to be prepared not a specific way or doing it a specific way. Just like think ahead a little bit about yeah. like misfortune and, and disasters and things like that. And to reach those people that maybe aren't your prototypical prepper type. Yeah. And th that's the whole point, right? Because those people already have their podcasts. Exactly. They already have a place to go to. They're already listening. Somebody's going to yell at them about ammo. Somebody's yep. going to yell at them about this and that. That's not, that's why yeah, we're and they're doing saying right now in their, their rules of prepping <laughs> is two, don't be, don't be casual, casual about it. Don't joke about stuff. <laughs> don't make voices. Yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> you will die. Yeah. Don't make voices. <laughs> They're doing that's, a complete opposite. That's but, the first one. But that's the whole point, you like Cam said, of what we're trying to do is we're trying to reach those people that wouldn't necessarily want to listen to that. And exactly. I know there's crossover because I know there's people listening right now that do listen to that stuff, and that's totally good. Yeah, no. Right. But, but they're yeah. But there are many people who will They're a not. lot better people than the ones that yeah. just, you know, turn away everybody that's trying exactly. to get into prepping. So yeah, don't be one of them. Um mm -hmm. I still remember when we, like, it wasn't too long after we'd moved down here and we were kind of getting into prepping. Mm -hmm. My wife went to like this little, uh, she went to some little prepper thing that some guy in his house was like putting on. She went with other people. <laughs> I was going to say, it was in his bedroom. It was just him and her. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> and how to prepare for apocalypse. You got to procreate. <laughs> yeah. Let me show you how we replenish yeah. the earth. But he was, a, he was a bit over the top. I mean, yeah. again, he can prep that way. That too. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They wait. both were at that. Where were we? But the thing is, he was just like, baking his own deodorant and yeah. like he was pretty extreme about it and, and he only ate prepper food yeah he did yeah, he, he only like ate prepper only food <laughs> yeah uh-huh i wonder what his blood pressure is today oh like it's all God. salt he's dead man yeah he's dead but yeah he was just a little on the intense side kind of scared away yeah. you know I, I i just don't see anybody making that approach keeping a lot of people listening and following along because he kind of put it as like I have this food storage and if anybody comes to get it, you know, I'll kill them. Mm -hmm. And I like, it's one thing to protect your family and your things. Like we, we talk about that and we understand that, sure. but he, it's just like the approach of being kind of jerkish about it. Kind of right. like snobbish about yeah. it. You know, it's like, yeah. I've done all this and you know, people are dumb to not prepare. So I'll just kill them. I'm the elite yeah. in the prepper community. Yeah. It's you exactly how he was. And, and so, yeah, yeah, exactly. My wife would probably tell me to write an email and apologize yeah. to him, even though he doesn't listen 100%. to this. hundred percent. He was shouldn't. Nice he was really nice. He took off his pants for 10 minutes. <laughs> it wasn't a big deal. <laughs> yeah. He was trying to teach us some stuff. <laughs> yeah. We but, learned. Um, we did. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, um, as like as you take this journey through prepping, yeah. like you're going to learn things from uh, different people. And, you know, sharing those things and helping others is kind of what we're all about. Yeah. Obviously, we don't um, keep it secret and we're not going to kill somebody. Yeah. We might, but, mm. but yeah, so you prepare your, you know, you do your preps your own way, yeah. but there's, there's no need in being kind of jerkish and snobbish about yep. it. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Rule number three. <laughs> Rule number four, limit your panic prep buys and stick to your plan. So this is something that I've seen in two different ways um, in the past years doing this podcast. The first is similar to what we saw during COVID. This easily goes back to rule two of the anxiety part. Absolutely does. Um, with the toilet paper crisis, right? Supply chains looked a little sketchy. There was a lot of unease about the virus. Everybody was unsure about stuff. And because of this, many of the daily- Virus diarrhea? <laughs> yeah, many of the daily staples that we use, in this case, toilet paper, had massive panic buying sprees, yeah. right? Of Just all kinds massive. of stuff. Of all kinds of but stuff. The toilet, paper. <laughs> toilet paper was probably the most prominent, right? And then the second type of this panic buying that I'm talking about, I've actually succumbed to before. Uh, several years ago- The this, toilet paper. This toilet paper. No, I already had that. <laughs> um, several years ago, I don't know if you remember this, there was a real imminent threat from North Korea. Like, yeah. Oh, they're going to they're gonna send a nuke this way. And everybody was kind of freaked out, mm -hmm. right? And do you remember there was a, some panic buying on potassium iodide at the time? That's right. I succumbed to that. I went and Well, you it. have it now. I so. have it now, right. But again, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Both of these situations can be mitigated with a good plan that keeps you steady. You already have some. And, and you on have, track yeah. 
for what you need to be prepared for most. This like doing that threat assessment as early as possible in your preparedness journey can help keep you grounded throughout you know, all of this, uh, making a plan and making a budget for your preparedness is good as well. So if you know that toilet paper is something that you're going to need a stockpile of at some point, you're going to avoid the shortages and the craziness of Walmart when that stuff goes down like Cam and I did, right? If potassium iodide is part of your plan, you know, because of your threat assessment, just or, casually order six bottles. Exactly. <laughs> or I don't know, honey, it's just oh, six bottles. on a deal. Not a big deal. Buy one, give them free. Subscribe, mm-hmm. and you get an extra 10, 10% Send off. Send us 10 bottles a month. It's not a big deal. <laughs> um, I'm not panicking. I'm not panicking. So you're, you're most likely going to have this in your preps already when the weirdness goes down, right? If there's possible yeah. nuclear events. And, th- and then I... I, I say there's going to be things you don't have, but right, and that's that's like the caveat with all of this. That doesn't mean if there is a real threat that presents itself that you don't take action. Yeah, right. Um, it just means that you I can don't want to be anxious about it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fine. It just means that you can limit those panic buys and not like be constantly shooting from the hip with stuff every time there's yeah. there's some sort of a crisis in the world because that stuff is constant. Yeah. Every day, if you're watching certain YouTube channels or certain certain uh, certain certain <laughs> uh, news channels, every day there's going to be something you should run out and buy for sure. So I'm just saying you want to limit that. Don't let that uh, rule what you purchase and, yeah. and what you prep. torpedo armor. Torpedo armor is number and one. Anti magnetic field stuff. Chilling microwave. <laughs> yeah, that's armor. Right. Yeah. So, anyways, just limit that stuff. Uh, those pr- panic yeah. buys. Yeah. I get those urges too of like, oh, I need this really like suppress your urges, Cam. You see it, yeah, you see a news thing and you're like, I need to do this. Yeah. But like just take the time and kind of think it through and yep. see like, do I really need to go buy Calm a bunch down. of machetes? <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's a machete shortage, babe. <laughs> if we don't get one now, That's exactly what, what are we go gonna to. do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so rule number five and like this is what we're all about. This is like us to a T. Yeah. This should be rule so, number one for us. Prepping is serious. It, like, honestly, it's been one of the funnest things I've ever done. Yeah. I never thought it would be because, you know, I've always seen it as like, you know, mm-hmm. bottling, like my parents have done it and it's kind of, but they've never taken it to that extreme level. Sure, yeah. But also like, it's, there's so much fun that's like, that can be, you know, had with prepping. Um, yeah, so the what's gear, the rule? Well, the rule is have fun. It's just right? have fun. Yeah. Did I even say that? You never said the rule, but I, I the, got back to The you. rule straight up is just have fun with it. Yeah. And I know that sounds weird. You're preparing for a disaster. Have fun with it. Dude, I don't it think It seems really weird, weird but yeah. um, the biggest thing that fuels this for me is like the media aspect of it. It's not it's like, like we're doing a diabetes podcast. No. We're like, have fun with it, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, zombies are going to kill everybody and, yeah. you know, there's going to be an invasion. Have fun with it. Yeah. No, but like- the thing that kind of fueled this podcast was our shared interest in survival, apocalyptic scenarios and yep. games and media. Like that part is kind of how you can make it fun. It's just like, I think every, every person, men, especially like we want to, we want to like visualize, like we kind of, uh, namorize the thought of like, can I survive on my own? And yep. like, where would I be in this? scenario of like the walking dead or where would I be in this scenario of alive or something like how would I fare and so you kind of like I think you use that and just have fun with like oh what if and and Mm -hmm. these are the the items that I wish I'd had and the skills that I wish I you know had and so like 
through through the podcast, we've we've gotten gear, which is probably the most exciting part. That is so we've much. Learned fun, how to use it, and you start learning how to like. Man, I've always thought um, this particular set of gear would be you know something that I would always use, but you start learning more, and you're like, man, I want to know what more uh, gear out there is is more useful and it would do more than one thing. And mm-hmm. so you, there's a lot of fun that can be had in it. And that's, I mean, that's the whole reason we do this podcast because well, like, it's exciting for us. Yeah, like the fun part, like just learning stuff in depth is fun for me. Yeah. It's like one of the things like when I started jujitsu is like there's always so much to learn and then you start just having fun learning the little things here and there. Yeah. It's the same thing with preparedness. Like you start to learn new little things. You're like, oh man, that's fun. Okay. Yeah. I'm starting to get some new things. Starting here. a fire a different way. Yeah. And like we, yeah. when we were first doing those videos for battle box and mm-hmm. stuff, oh, it's yeah. like we learned how to like how starting a fire in certain environments was a nightmare. Exactly. Um, but it was super fun to get out and try those things. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, it's like just talking about it. Like yeah. it's it's exciting to talk about <laughs> like in a movie like We've talked about that before. You you just kind of visualize and and picture yourself in that scenario, and you're like, "What will we do? What would you do?" And um, that's why we're doing the apocalyptic movie hours. Yeah, exactly. Because it's so much fun for us. It is. It's way fun. And so, um, but yeah, with the gear and with the skills and things that I've learned, it's just made whatever I do, like hiking or if I travel somewhere, like it makes it a little more exciting to think uh, in a way of preparedness. Of like, yeah, what if something were to go wrong? Like I feel more prepared that way. And like putting together equipment for that and putting together a plan for that in a way is fun to me. I don't know why, but um, I think it just it's, makes me feel more comfortable about it and yeah. makes, you know, sitting in the airport a little more exciting. <laughs> 100%. And like for me too, it's like when I'm doing something and I'm having fun with it, I'm absorbing more of the information. I'm doing it more consistently. Yeah. It just That's makes why we were like add humor to prepping yeah. because it's pretty boring otherwise. It can get really boring. Stacking cans, yeah. counting how many you know drops of chlorine you need in your yeah. 55-gallon drum Can't of water. Your beans, your bullets, and whatnot. Yeah. Like, it can yeah. be kind of dry, and it can be kind of boring. And even at times, like I get a little bit disinterested, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I need to get back to like... Yep. And then once I get back into it and look through my gear and start using it camping and in mm-hmm. the summer and stuff, I'm like, man... This is pretty sweet stuff. So. Right, yeah. But anyways, yeah. I mean, it really is easy to have fun with prepping. And hopefully you've learned that from us, that that's kind of what, you know, what we're all about. It's like, yeah. just, you know, take it easy, have fun with it, get some gear, start building on that. Like, mm-hmm. it really can be fun. I totally agree. Uh, rule number six. Your personal Don't have fun with it. <laughs> Don't have fun with it, idiot. Don't listen to rule number five. <laughs> rule number six. Your personal apocalypse is paramount. Um, there's a reason that we bring this up so often, and there's a reason that we've done two full episodes on this topic, because for us, casual preparedness, your personal apocalypse, it's key to your overall preparedness in our eyes, right? This is why these are casual prepper rules, not prepper rules. When you begin everything you do, um, with preparedness, thinking about this, we feel that you're going to be way more prepared in the end, right? All the other stuff is so much fun. But when you come back to your personal apocalypse, this is where you really make strides in actual preparedness. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you focus everything towards like these things, in when we say your personal apocalypse, if you haven't listened to those episodes, I'll give you a quick rundown on what we're talking about. And that is, those are the things that will happen to you at some point in your life, right? Yeah. We're not talking about those very out out there things where it's like aliens or an asteroid coming from space or that's the, the fun stuff. That's the fun stuff. Or like the Yellowstone volcano. Like those things are fun to talk about, but 
Really, when it comes down to it, you shouldn't have those at the top of your list for preparedness. No. They just, they shouldn't. These are the things, physical and mental health. Boring. <laughs> but the one thing, if, if I can tell you to do one thing, that's the one thing I would tell you to do because yeah. it's obviously great for preparedness, but you're just, your life's going to be better. It is. And that's what we want. We want your life to be better. So uh, start there. Financial preparedness, boring, but <laughs> very, very useful in your everyday Skip. life. <laughs> let's, go to, let's go to seven. Yellowstone Super Volcano, 272. <laughs> okay, that's the one. Um, your vehicle preps, your power outage preps, your weather and natural disasters, preparing your home, uh, personal cyber preparedness, self-defense, food and water, EDC. Those are the things we talk about when we talk about your personal apocalypse. Yeah. Right? We think it's important. And so uh, that's why it's rule number six. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, yeah. I, like, you're preparing for a zombie apocalypse. You're going to be covered for most of these things. Right. That's yeah. why, like, that's why we use, like, the fun side of it, too. Yeah. Um, don't let preparedness take over your life. Number seven. Mm-hmm. Just like I was talking about, the homeboy that's like cooking up his own deodorant and eating survival food. <laughs> like, yeah. He doesn't have a life outside of... He could be cooking up survival food and eating his own deodorant. We don't know. <laughs> I'm sure he's made it so you can, you can do eat both. This. <laughs> he's rubbing it under his armpits and then taking a... One bite, two swipes. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the That's the motto. <laughs> My family all knows it. Kids, come on here and tell me one about bite. the deodorant. Tell them. One bite. Then. <laughs> you know what I mean? Good like, job. Good job. So you get think, back there and count your beans. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> count your calories, son. Yeah. That's again. Yeah. That, don't let it take over your life. Yeah. It really can. So, like, um, there are some people that, I mean, it is their whole life, but mm -hmm. like us, you know, this is what we do on the side. Like, yeah. we still have a normal life. We still go to work that we just love. And <laughs> um, <laughs> say it again, work. But, oh. but all the other stuff, yeah. you know, all the other family stuff, like, that's still our life. Yeah. Prepping is just something that we do just in case. Sure. But there's some people that full on live it. And so, you know, this goal of don't let it take over your life. Don't be scared and anxious about what could happen. Mm -hmm. um, it's easy to take um, preparedness slowly. And, you know, like we say it every time, it's, it's, it's not a, you know, it's a, a marathon, not a sprint. That's like, actually one of the rules. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, sorry about that. I spoiled it. <laughs> you're good. You're good. But you don't have to spend every weekend and every moment like planning and practicing drills with your family. Yeah. You know, um, you don't have to, when you go, I mean, I guess I kind of do this a little bit. Like when we go on a backpack trip, I, 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 mm -hmm. or, you know, if we're going on a trail, I like talk about some of the safety things. And I think that's just a normal thing to do. Sure. Yeah. It's not like we're like, you know, each of you carry a nine millimeter. Mm -hmm. If we get lost and separated, use your ham radios. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't have to take it to the extreme all the time. Mm -hmm. It's good to go out and practice those skills. But, um, the other thing is, um, you know, the type of approach we take with prepping is that it's part of our lives, like I was saying. And, uh, the fact that, Oh my gosh, I'm messing my notes all up. <laughs> You're fine. But yeah, the uh, the the fact is we'll probably both die like immediately in the first weeks because we've taken it so casually. Could be. <laughs> but like, but, um, but again, it's we're not enjoyable and I stay interested in it. Yeah. And like, I'm doing it piece by piece. Like when I learn or see or, you know, hear about a new thing, then I kind of include it into my prepping plan. And that shows you that I'm not yeah. doing it on a daily basis. I just don't see how you could really enjoy and stick with it for that long and not feel like you're missing out on life. You're preparing yeah. for something that may never come. Right. 
and you're you're not living your normal life. And like this probably should have been a rule as well. It's like it's not always a total societal collapse that we're preparing for. No. Right? We're again it goes back to the, your personal apocalypse stuff like we we talk about we laugh about that we'd be the first to die in the first month of the apocalypse, but most likely yeah. that's never going to happen. No. But we will get through a 2-day power outage just fine. Yeah. Right? And so Should. you have to you have to take those things into consideration. You have to look at those and weigh those things and say it's not worth taking my no. whole life to try and survive yeah. a long-term SHTF <laughs> yeah. when most likely that won't happen. We will fare better than most people when it comes down there because we we understand it but, what it looks like. We we have a lot of the gear. But, but my whole life history in my journal isn't about no. preparing my entire life. It's not. It's like yeah, I've done things Normal people would do all the mm -hmm. time, but I also include prepping in my life. 100%. Yes. Uh, rule number eight, never overlook health and financials. And I did this again because it's a lot like rule number six, right? But it's so important that I felt like we needed to touch on it again. It's like it's almost like this cliche thing about this a cliche prototypical prepper. He's like got 20,000 rounds of 5.56. Five, mm -hmm. He's got body armor on 24-7. <laughs> Um, he's got six months of MREs, yeah. but he's in debt up to his eyeballs. Uh, he's 50 pounds overweight with diabetes and he hasn't been to the gym since high school. <laughs> yeah. But he has all that prepper gear. Well, yeah, man. Yeah. He's somebody, ready to roll. I saw somebody say on a, on a forum, they said, you know, you got that guy that shows up. That's like the prepper LARPer. Yeah. The, yeah. That's <laughs> true. Cause they though. like, they, yeah. they do all this stuff, but they're mm -hmm. really not fit yeah. to mm -hmm. make it through any kind of survival situation. hundred percent. So uh, we say that because nothing is more important than your health, and that's that's why it's a casual prepper rule. Plain and simple, you cannot be a fantastic, wonderful, perfect prepper if you're overlooking physical and mental health. You can't. It's impossible. Yeah. I get it. There are some things we can't avoid. Like some people get a rotten roll of the dice health-wise, and they have things that they just have to <laughs> deal like with. like a rotten roll. And you get a <laughs> tummy ache. Oh, my belly hurts. <laughs> um, but I, I mean more like, you know, you have some sort of genetic problem. Genetic problems. Led to, yeah. Right. And for many people, that's that happens. But for many people, that's not the case. Their McDonald's daily diet, um, right. you know, their couch commando lifestyle that they live um, is caused their health to deteriorate where it's a liability to them. You know, it's a liability for preparedness and also for their everyday life. Um, do something about it. Eat better. Exercise. Understand your health issues. All those things super duper important when it comes to casual preparedness. And then right behind that is that fan financial preparedness. You know, how do you purchase preps if you don't have any money? If you're just a dumb dumb with money, right? Uh, if you keep piling up debt, there's no help to you, your preparedness in your life. You can't build up that emergency fund. Um, you know that body armor is not super helpful unless you're going to go pawn it. You know to buy some. You're not going to ease the stress of you no. know of no. like feeling more prepared when you're like in debt. There's just no way. There's like no way. You may feel like you don't worry too much about the debt, but it's, it's there. It's there. It's always like that. Thing I'm worried about not having enough to retire on, right, dude. And so like any. Don't piece even of get me debt. started. I'm like, Don't get me started. So, I already um, feel like I failed. Okay, I, I'm already past that. Um, <laughs> like, how do you how do you build up that cash on hand? Like, I want to have a thousand dollars, but but you've got you know thousands and thousands in debt on credit cards because you you spend like a drunk monkey at a banana store. <laughs> okay, so just be just make that. <laughs> something that you consider. I don't know if you have to be drunk. Yeah, I know. As yeah. a monkey, you're just going to buy bananas. You're, just, you're going ham on those bananas. 
right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Man, it's so important though. Like, and I've taken it more seriously. Like, mm-hmm. I've been running every night, and I so you know just to mention my my health problems. You say just dementia? Just Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. Well, that too. Yeah. I worry about that too. Mm-hmm. But that's that's part of why. Like, I bought a watch so I could track my my workouts and and my nice. my nighttime oxygen. Man, I've been worried about like sleep apnea. Have you? Yeah. Because I'm like I'm I, my weight is not ideal. Um, really? That's if, if you're right on there. Well, I you know I'm talking like BMI 27. Oh, I want to okay. be like 25. Okay. Yeah. And so for my height and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, um, but it's crazy to watch like the the tracking of my sleep and my mm-hmm. oxygen level with running. It's like my pulse. My resting pulse rate went mm-hmm. from like 75 to, you know, almost 60 now. Wow. Yeah. And then my nighttime oxygen level, I was dipping like 90 to 88. And oh, now wow. I'm staying like 92 and above. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy what exercise does. It's good for you. I work in the men- in the health field, in mm-hmm. the mental health field. Yeah. Um, and like I knew these things, but it's crazy. Once you implement them though, mm-hmm. like it makes such a difference in your life. Really does. Stress and everything. So. Anyways, um, just a little tidbit. I mean, I like that. I'm just proud of myself. I'm proud of you too, man. <laughs> I really am. Because I've like I w- I was in that category of like I've got supplies. I'm eating a freaking hot dog, sitting there right. watching TV with my kids. Exactly all the time. Um, the next one, this one comes like number nine is books are important. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like I still remember to this day that guy. <laughs> Yeah. Kobe did a video where he's putting like a medical guide in his in his bug out bag or something like that. And somebody would comment, they're like, Why you put that in your bag? You got it up here. Like, yeah. I memorized that book. I don't need no books, it's all in my brain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, spoiler alert, in medicine alone, like I refer to books and articles all the time mm-hmm. in treating patients. The the same should apply to prepping in any like any skill, any um professional uh career that you have like right you have to have a reference it's not gonna all stay up in that brain no so we always encourage you to build a prepper library and that can be you know skill books it Mm -hmm. can be fiction books that kind of trigger those thoughts of like you know how can i better prepare for this survival books medical books like a lot of times i mean i talk about it frequently i'll mention it a little bit more in the medical tip but like you need to be prepared to not be able to go to urgent care same day. Man, that's why Prepper's Medical Handbook is such a big deal for that's us. Exactly right. Because it makes so much sense. It does. It, you Like a lot of the things you'll encounter that have you have questions about it are going to be found in that book. Mm-hmm. And um, But but also like marksmanship, firearm, hunting, fishing, foraging, like yeah. all those books. You never know to what extent any disaster is going to end up like five years down the road, 10 years down the road. Um, those books are going to come in like super... Yeah. It's like when we go back to the whole anxiety thing, like relieving anxiety, I have a, like, because I, I have a hard time, especially with water in, in preparedness, like remembering That's all, the one that I actually mentioned that in always. here. That I was like, of all the tips, like, yeah. some of the most basic ones are gone. They're hard to remember, right? But I, I have the, the um, prepper's water guide or water, I don't, can't remember exactly yeah. what it's called. but it How to has, get wet as a prepper. How to get wet with prepper. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> That's uh, what it was. But I know that I have that there and it's just like, Every anytime I'm like, oh, I need to remember this stuff. I'm like, dude, it's fine. You got yeah. a book. You have a reference. If it comes down to it, you've got that. Yeah, exactly. It's ready to go. It just relieves some anxiety. And again, I don't have a ton of like medical knowledge, but I do have lots of books that can help me there. You know, don't worry, it's in my brain. I got, I got. You just Cam. come over here. Yeah, bring his head with me. 
Um, so that's why I feel like books are so, so nice. And, yeah. and then, and again, like not just reference books, like Cam said, fiction books, just having books there for entertainment. Entertainment. If stuff huge. goes weird, yeah. uh, that's why not. You yep. know? I've got a couple of books that I, you know, <clears throat> like to reread. And mm-hmm. so they just never get boring. I don't know why. Yeah. And so you've got to have that, like, yeah, the entertainment part's probably one of the most important parts, but sure. you're going to refer back to things on how to do things when there's no power, there's no internet, there's no YouTube, yeah. there's no Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I mean, what else are you going to do when the power's out and you're in your basement hunkered down for two weeks? I don't know, unless it's Valentine's Day, nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's like three minutes. That- <laughs> what are you going to do the rest of the time? Uh, yeah, you're right. But yeah. So, super okay. important to have books. have books. I know. You want to have that knowledge in your brain hole, mm. but listen, you're not going to remember all of it. You're There's not. no way. Yeah. Rule number 10, prepping is a marathon, not a sprint. Cam already brought this up. Skip it. Skip it. <laughs> Let's go to the next one. Uh, but, but this is really, really hard to understand sometimes, especially when you're first starting out. It's really... It's hard when you start to learn all those possible scenarios, all the things that you need to have for prepping, and not to freak out and try and do it all at once. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've I've had that feeling so many times. I still get it a little bit. Oh, my that gosh. That I'm like, I got to start over. I got to get a yeah. whole new inventory. Yeah. It, it's just, it's, and, and it's hard to to watch the media, and it's hard to watch certain prepping channels, and to not freak out, like, every single day, like, daily almost, and overspend and stress because yeah. of what you don't have. When you learn that you can't do it all at once for one, like it's impossible, and that this is something you build over time, you, you're going to chill out. You're going to be way more at ease with your preparedness. Like yeah. You get to a certain point where it's almost like homeostasis. It's like, okay, I know there's more that I need to do, but I'm to a point where I feel pretty comfortable, and so I don't. you get to a point where you don't freak out about that stuff. But yeah, that that point's nice to get to, but even when you're starting out, you need to understand yeah. you can't do it all at once. It's impossible. Nope. You're not Jeff Bezos. You're not no. Elon Musk. You don't have those types of resources. You have to take this slow, right? Yeah. Um, you're gonna start in and like with experience, you start to like Cam talked about, he still gets those waves of panic. They do. Um, but you start to understand them and see them and be able to like move past them. You're like, yeah. okay. I know what You've this been is. Been here before. Been here before. Yeah. Um, and same dang. <laughs> I had the same damn thing. Um, and you know, and you might even get to a point, kind of like where I am, where I ignore much of the information that's out there. I mm-hmm. just completely ignore it, and that seems very antithetical to any sort of prepper mindset, where they're just constantly like taking in all you the have information. To, you kind of um, have to, though. I've just like got to a point where I've s- put my head down. I know what my long-term plans are, and that's what I do. Steady pace. You yeah. Know, no sprints. It's just always just like forward. Um, stop There's a wildfire about, coming, huh? I don't what, care. Well, okay. <laughs> Been cold lately. That might be nice. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so just just understand it, it. it's a marathon. It is not a sprint. Yeah. It's kind of weird how it goes both ways, too. It's like, I feel like it's easier for me, and I'm probably stronger in the long-term plan mm-hmm. than I am the short-term plan, short-term which stuff. is weird. Yeah. Not that I, you know, obviously you can use that long-term to build your short-term, yep. or to, you know, to, to pull from and, and build like a short-term, but it's like all the comfort things and the more immediate things, mm-hmm. like those are the things that we're probably going to lose yeah. in in a scenario. So it's like, it's weird. When you, when you kind of stretch it out and go for a long time, it's like you sometimes build in the wrong places. Or yeah. not not necessarily the wrong places, but you're like, 
that's why it takes so long to kind of figure out mm-hmm. to go back and do kind of yeah. the short term a little bit more and, and restock and things like that. Yeah. Okay. So we've been talking about health a lot today, mm-hmm. right? As part of these rules. Um, for me, field of greens is the healthiest thing that I do every day. And I want you guys on this yep. journey with me. It's literally one scoop a day. Tastes great. I love strawberry lemonade flavor. It's literally improved my life with this. Um, this is like, this is nutrition the way that nature intended. The biggest difference that I have felt over the past month or so is that more sustained, even energy throughout the day. And I have kind of just like this overall healthier feeling. It's hard to describe what it is, but I do feel, and that might even be a placebo effect with doing this, but I do feel like overall that I'm, I feel healthier. Um, field of greens is radically different. You guys, each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support health and vital organ health, heart and vital organ health. I trust field of greens, Oregon health. (laughs) I trust field of greens to keep me healthy. I promise you're going to love this product, but if for any reason you don't, they'll give you a hundred percent money back guarantee. That's insane. Which is fantastic. The nice thing is, is we got you 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code casual preppers. That is promo code casual preppers at fieldofgreens.com. Your body's your number one preparedness item, Cam. Keep it running smoothly. Yeah, seriously. With field of greens. I literally have taken this every day for about the last month. Yep, I drink it almost every day. Yeah. And the thing that's bi- that I'm big on is that it has a natural sweetener in it. It does. It's a natural. It doesn't use... A stevia? Is that yep, right? Stevia. Yeah, stevia. Which is way better gut health. Yeah, for sure. Doesn't tear you up like the old yep. sucralose. Mm-hmm. Um, so, number 11. Your kits are key and they're super fun. Yeah. Like... Yeah, dude. We do multiple episodes on kits because it's probably one of the most exciting parts of prepping. It's so much fun. Building a bag. Yeah. Learning what gear is most useful, um, taking it out and using it in the field. Like, that's the best part, man. That's part of that fun, you know, uh, step. Um, Vehicle kits are rule. so much fun. Yeah. Oh. They're way fun. Oh, and yeah. it makes you, like, go over, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you what you're actually prepared to to deal with in mm-hmm. your vehicle, or you know, if you're gonna get stranded, can you live in your vehicle and like that different stuff like that? Yeah, um, it's probably my favorite part about this podcast um, is that we get gear to kind of review, and mm-hmm. man, I, like I love it. Um, there's nothing better than going out camping, pulling out that machete that you don't get to use any other time yep. and then put on that 10,000 lumen headlamp or something, you know, mm. that you just wouldn't buy on your own. Yeah. Um, we're lucky that way, but that gear is something that you can also, um, get and pick up, use our code, get it and, you know, <laughs> but, um, subscription boxes, a lot of people frown on them, but they give you stuff outside of like what you would ever think of. And I think, you know, battle box does a great job that way. Dude. I can't thank BattleBox enough for seriously. They've for, like made they've introduced us to so much gear. Yeah, really. And a lot of people frown on that because they're like, hey, "Just get it's your not- own stuff." You're not going to get as unique gear yeah. with your own shopping and your own research. You're, you're not going to get it for the price you're getting it through BattleBox either. By yeah, the way, you're exactly. just not. So, so stuff like that makes it exciting. And then building it, like my EDC bag that I take. Like so, my work backpack is kind of my slash EDC bag. I right, use the yeah. crap in there all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I've got chargers in there. I've got you know screwdrivers that people want to borrow all the time. Drives me nuts. Um, yeah. I have flashlights in there. I have uh, just all kinds of crap that that I just feel way more prepared and way more mm-hmm. set because I can throw that bag. I, I always do. Like mm-hmm. if we travel out of town, that bag goes with me, and mine then on too. top of other gear. Yep. Because it's too. just like you just feel. 
way more prepared. You're like, if we break down somewhere, like I can either fix and build a new car mm-hmm. or, <laughs> or we're going to live there. Or, <laughs> yeah. this, will, this will be a new home on <laughs> yeah, the side of the road. Exactly. Yeah. But um, that stuff's super exciting. And like you said, I'm, I'm getting more like, I go back and forth on the bug out thing, but some of the kits that I built for my truck, like mm-hmm. everybody should have a bug out vehicle kit because it's yeah. like, you got to do maintenance on them. You got to know how to take care mm-hmm. of your vehicle, even if it isn't, you know, a Humvee. Yeah. Like your, your standard family vehicle, building kits to be more prepared while you're in like traveling is, is super important for everybody. Yeah. And it's fun. Like there's some pretty cool stuff out there. So I agree. Anyways, I think, um, you know, number 11 is like focus on those kits because they're super fun. And the other thing is um, when I try to get my kids involved, the mm. kits and the bags are probably the thing that pulls them in the most. I agree. They love that They're stuff. just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And they think about like when they're camping, they're like, oh, yeah, we need flashlights. And like let them put it together. And I mm-hmm. think that's the best way to get them involved in prepping is like show them how to build like a survival backpack. Yeah. And, you know. Everybody there, likes to do that, man. Yeah. It's so much fun. It's way fun. And, and so and the kids goes, are awesome. That goes back to having fun too, right? So, and you're just, you're becoming more prepared while you're building those kits. Yeah. So yep. it's, it's when you learn that to use that stuff, a lot yeah. of times you just like, that's the thing. I'm like, I think the pre-built kits are awesome, but mm-hmm. like take the time to go through that stuff too. Absolutely. Like don't just buy it and keep it zipped up and never look through it. Like yeah. try the stuff out that's inside. I like that one. Let's go to rule number 12. Understand what bugging out really is. That one's, I think this is a huge, yeah. hugely important step. It definitely is. Because or, you know what? Rule. Bugging out is a sexy thing to think about. Sure is. It is. We did an entire limited series podcast yeah. on yep. this because of that. Um, and when most people start to look at prepping, this is the thing that they're drawn to right away is bugging out. Yeah. Right? A lot of like the people that are just kind of touching on it, it's always like, oh, bugging out, bugging out, bugging out, bug out, bug out, you gotta get a bug out. Right. Um, <laughs> babble, babble. Yeah. But because I get it, there's like, there's something about doing something about bugging out. It's like pulls at your soul. Yeah. It's like ingrained in your DNA. Or it kind something, of is like, right? yeah, living it, you know, living yeah. it off the land and mm-hmm. like living under the stars and, yes. you know, surviving, killing beasts. Oh my God. It sounds gosh. so freaking cool. It's like everybody wants to do it. Like it's just something that as a little boy, everybody, you yeah. know, I don't leave a house. I'm going to go live in the mountains. Yep. It's kind of the same thing. In um, reality. In reality. <laughs> when you start to understand what that means, and you, when you start to understand when you should really use it, you're going to be much better off. Uh, maybe, this is that, so just that scenario where I was saying like beasts and slain and living under, that's what I thought bugging out was. I know. Like yeah. the only bugging out. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. And there's there's more to it, right? Yeah. When you understand what that really means, and uh, the, the thing is, there's a lot of prepper podcasts, a lot of YouTube channels, they have a huge focus on it. They have a huge focus on bugging out, on bug out bags. One, because they're freaking rad. They're sexy. They're fun. It's an exciting, it's exciting part of prepping thing. for and sure. two, because it gets clicks. People want to click on it, right? Um, we're, and we're not saying that bugging out and bug out bags aren't important because they need to be a part of everybody's plans. Yeah. Everyone. Um, what we're saying is you got to understand what it means and understand that your plan needs to be insanely good to choose leaving your house in any scenario. And you got to understand where it fits in your personal plans. And then again, understand that it's not always living in the woods in a self-made hut or a bear cave, you know, or even like a well-stocked like bug out retreat. That's not bugging out most of the time. A lot of times, dude, it's just a a hotel room 30 miles away 
or, or a family member's home that you got to get house, to, you know, in the next town. Or but whatever. you're not going to want to wear his underwear. You definitely don't do that. So yeah. you want to have that in your bucket. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Yeah. You got to have stuff for when you go do that. So um, learning about bugging out, learning about what it is and where it fits into your plans is super crucial. Yeah. I like that one because I didn't understand it very well. I, didn't, I always yeah. thought it was just like, yeah. you know, just going out with a loincloth of leather mm-hmm. and just living off the land. I bought one. Becoming Adam and Eve. I got a loincloth. It's in my bug out bag. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, number 13, skills pay the bills. Bruh, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, put a little quote in here. Oh, I like that. The more you learn, the more you realize how much you don't know. Oh. Albert Einstein. Al had some good stuff to <laughs> the say. The guy knew some stuff. Or you call him Bert, I But guess. for real, like, um, that's the thing is... There's a lot of different skills that can be applied to prepping. Yeah. Water skills. You've got uh, uh, nunchuck skills. Oh, machete skills. skills. Yeah. But but really, like marksmanship and home bottling and canning, sewing. food storage, sewing. There's a ton of different things um, that you're not just going to get from a book. Yeah. You can learn them, but you need to apply them. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to experience and practice like surviving. You know what I mean? It's like we'd live in such These a, days maybe not so much, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah know, exactly. I know what you mean. Yes. But like getting out there and you know being bear grills and like eating bugs mm-hmm. and stuff. It's not practical. It's not easy and it's probably unnecessary f- most of the time, yeah. For most, but mm-hmm. like you need to learn the skills and and how to apply those skills to get your family to safety, to mm-hmm. take care of yourself um when you're bugging in and just two weeks cooped up at home like how to take care of certain things with your family and sickness and like the skills make a big difference Mm -hmm. and i also think that's one of the things that i find most interesting about prepping is how many different skills there are that apply to prepping right communication skills um uh working out like health skills Mm -hmm. financial skills like it's crazy like all of it kind of goes together yeah speaking i haven't learned that (laughs) one i never will no but i really think critical thinking is like a huge deal that some people just don't have it no no there's this like that field uh, field skill like it's like you know they know all the like all the right things to do but practicing and yeah taking lead and stuff like that it's just really hard to do Mm -hmm. so um that's one of the biggest things about prepping is like the yeah. skills are important and you need to practice them and you need to learn them. And if you, you know, don't get around to it, pick up some books, right. put it in those li- in that library. And, it, and if, if you're on a budget and it's harder to buy stuff, this yeah. is a great way you to go. You don't need to know them all. You no. just need to be aware of them and how to learn them. And mm-hmm. like I said, the book thing is, is huge that way. I agree. Rule number 14, you'll never be 100% prepared. I know that. And that's okay. I'm not 100% on it. No. Like, that's why I feel like if you're a perfectionist, prepping would be really tough. It'd be no-win game almost, right? Because you can never be prepared for every situation. Some people think they are. Some people think they are, but they're not. It's just, it's it's not possible. There's too many variables. There's too many unknowns to to get it all under control. Like, yeah. how, how are you preparing for aliens? I don't know because you don't know. Yeah. Because nobody knows what that's going to look like, right? We talked about that trap of you know perfectionism yeah because some people are like you know they go all in and they want to be like mm-hmm. perfect at it and and prepping is not that thing no it's not not gonna be that i mean many times we have those cascading shtf events right we have a pandemic 
which leads to food storages or shortages um, and, and food storages. And, food storages. <laughs> um, and, and while that's going, the grid drops, tornado rips through town, and then there's an asteroid. I mean, there's so many <laughs> things like you can't prepare for all of that. It's no. basically impossible. So just know that if you stick to the basics, you're going to be better off in almost any SHTF scenario. For sure. And that's why that's such a big thing. Don't get caught up in abstract scenario prepping because you feel the need to be ready for everything yeah. all the time. Like, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to... You got to be it's okay... It's too much with, time and effort yeah. to, like, try and prepare for this. You just got to be okay to do the best you can within your means, right? Yeah. And, so, and like you said, the basics are going to cover yeah. 90% of it. Exactly. So just know you're never going to be 100% prepared. For sure. And that's okay. We're not. Nope. I'm not even 25% prepared. Yeah, I'm lucky to get to that 3 to 4% <laughs> number. I feel like it. Yeah. I really do. Um, number 15, understand gray man, and don't, but don't get crazy about it. Yeah. Like, some people do get pretty crazy about the whole gray man thing. Mm -hmm. Number one rule of prepping, don't talk about prepping. Yeah. I think this goes along with, like, gray man, too. Mm -hmm. And there's the whole OPSEC, you know. Mm -hmm. It's common to discuss in prepping of, like, being aware of, you know, what the other person has, but don't let them know what you have. Um, yeah. That can go to an extreme for it sure. Can. Um, you need to understand it though, because there are risks and there are, you do have supplies and goods and family and everything at home that you're protecting. So mm -hmm. you got to fill it out a little bit, yeah. but at the same time, you don't need to be, you know, completely off the grid, you know, <laughs> You could, if you want to, that's you fine. You can, you can do that, yeah. But like, um, you can definitely get extreme with it. And I'd have to say like some of the the really nice gray man stuff mm -hmm. is super cool, but it's super expensive. Like yeah, sure. um, all the different like stealthy bags and things like that. But mm -hmm. you don't, you know, you don't have to go to that extreme. We're just no. saying blend in. And most of us do that naturally. Like We don't. You don't, yeah. <laughs> you know, we do talk about that a lot. Obviously, we're not super gray man because of what we're doing right now. Yeah, but yeah. When it comes down to it, like locally, it's like we're not out there throwing this out to everybody locally. It's it's really weird. Like mo like a lot of people locally don't even know what we're doing. It's true. Like they don't even know about the podcast. No, there are some that do. Yeah, we don't have banners and no. signs as you drive into town. Yeah, welcome to Dinosaur Land and Casual Prepper Land. Exactly. Like it, it, we're we're taking it to a point where. We, we can make gray man work for us in certain ways and yeah. so, certain ways we can't. It is what it is. Right? Yeah. And, and we understand too, like the tactical mm -hmm. thing is a problem. Sure. And we don't, we're not like, we're not saying that by saying, you know, understand gray man, gray man, but don't gray man, gray man. <laughs> That's the Jamaican gray man. <laughs> it did come out. All, <laughs> got a little blood in there. A little Jamaican blood. Yeah. Gray man. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, um, there's no, there's no, need to pretend anything is different like yeah. like really most of the time no one gives a crap about you they don't and your they life really and what you're doing yeah but um at the same time when things are kind of becoming a little more concerning maybe in your community or you're traveling and you're out there like don't walk through the ghettos in a business suit or mm -hmm. don't you know you've got to be aware of how to kind of don't walk through the businesses in a ghetto suit <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can do it both ways. <laughs> Definitely both ways. <laughs> but have that hook hand on hand. Yeah. But don't always put it on. Yeah, you got to have it there ready to go. Yeah. But don't yeah. always have You want to blend in and it's pretty easy to, like mm -hmm. most of the time you can blend in fine. People yeah. don't really care about you in your life. I mean, if you look this sexy, sometimes it's hard to blend in. But 
You need you to know? understand, yeah. yeah. There's limitations. Understand. There's limitations. Naturally, yeah. Uh, rule number 16, and you're probably sick of hearing this, never forget the basics. Got it. Got it. Just move on to 17. Um, the, the whole thing is, is there's so much cool, crazy, fun things to explore with preparedness. The gear is n- endless, cool stuff, weird SHTF scenarios to consider, obscure skills. and I overlook things. a solid basic supply plan like yeah my food and water you know i need to rotate my food yeah. and stuff like that so it's easy to forget the basics like don't forget it man because when it comes to being actually prepared for the issue that's most likely going to happen yeah you have to you have to look at food water meds first aid physical and mental health and financial preps like those are the things that you have to consider yeah. if you really want to get through it it's okay and it's actually even good to go off and explore the fun stuff, because we do it all the time yeah. here on the podcast, obviously. Just make it a priority to keep the basics in mind as much as possible and to revisit them and never let build them Build on get, them, yeah. Build on them, yep. So just never forget them. Yeah. Never forget. Don't forget. Basics, baby. <laughs> never forget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Number 17. Uh, you're watching. It was kind of funny. But <laughs> it was funny. Worry, but. 17. Be <laughs> Be careful of the fear mongers. Ah, yes. So, yes. It's hard to stand out as a prepper influencer. I hate to call myself that, but <laughs> we know. kind of are. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. We're kind of prepping influencers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and there's a lot of people out there that do stuff on prepping. Yeah. And one of the only like tried and true ways to get people to click on your videos is to be a fear monger. Scare the shit out of them. Yeah. <laughs> and like, especially like on YouTube, man. That's what we've never really gained traction on YouTube. I think because of this. I think so too. You know, it's just not interesting enough. We just don't yeah. rotate, we're, your, we're beans, rotate your beans. Yeah, but we don't like we don't yell at everybody that the no. world's almost dead. Every, yeah. You're almost dead. This is the last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to our final episode. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But if you take anything away from this, go buy this stuff. <laughs> Exactly. Right now. Go to our sponsor and get you in your yeah. code. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, but seriously, like all that stuff, you know, the the end is 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, the election will be the end of America. Be prepared. Like that kind of stuff is getting, you know, clickbait. Dude, it, it, it's it, clickbait. The hard part is, is it's kind of fun to watch sometimes. Yeah. It, it kind of gets you like all amped up and like, oh, yeah. 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 yeah We're yeah. not saying you can't watch it. Yeah. We're just saying like, don't be part of it. Yeah, don't, there's no. It's not helpful. Don't let it take you. Yeah. Speaking of anxiety place. with prepping, like this will do it. This will make you go out there and buy a lot of crap you don't need. Yeah, that's why they're making so much freaking money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Doing it, and that's why they're getting so many clicks. Yeah, because right? you get a little bit panicky, you're a little yeah. worried, and you're like, he's using that tactical knife. I'm going to get that too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, fear mongering is a big deal in prepping, and it happens a lot. So you got to be cautious of it and try to not be part of it. Like don't. Don't teach prepping to other people that way. Yeah. Don't. Listen. Uh, stop it. Pure casual. <laughs> and it's hard because like we, you, you, like Cam said, like if you're on YouTube and you want to make it, it's like kind of what you have to do yeah. almost, right? And we haven't made it. We haven't made it. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Maybe we should. Maybe again, <laughs> Maybe we, we should. should just go do that. Yeah. To get a bigger audience, but mm-hmm. that's hard. Uh, tires are out. No more tires left in the world. I know, man. <laughs> Go buy some new tires and click on our link. Rule Subscribe. number 18. Speaking of tires, um, your vehicle is your home away from home. 
All right. Yeah. Uh, we talked recently about how Americans spend about 11 hours a week in their vehicles. That's a long time, man. Yeah. Um, there, there's going to be car breakdowns. There's going to be bad weather and wrecks and a whole host of other things that can happen while you're driving. Marital disputes. Oh. You live in your car. Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> it could be where you spend the night from time to time. Mm-hmm. Because of this, when you're looking to be more prepared, your vehicle should be one of your primary places and goals of getting prepped. Winter weather can hit hard and make driving dangerous. We've seen this lately quite a bit around us. Breaking down somewhere, getting stuck somewhere. Um, when you're in your vehicle, you're away from your home, your office, and all your gear. Everything you have is away from there, right? So because of that, that's why we think that vehicle kits are so important. Um, and what we're saying is that you should look at your vehicle as your little home away from home. Yeah. This is like Not only home. do you live in it, yeah. but it's probably the next best survival yeah. like shelter that you have. And it's one of your next biggest investments that you have. Oh too, my gosh, probably, that right? is the truth. I just was looking at like some of the new full-size pickups. Mm-hmm. They're like hitting like $125,000. Oh, and easy. I'm like, that is it. Blows yeah. my mind. It's insane, man. Bought one yesterday. Yeah, I got two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want one for my kids By and my the wife. Way, follow our sponsors because we got to afford Yeah, GMC, stuff, click here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you should basically have anything you need to survive a bad situation should be in that vehicle because you're there so much. It's another place that you can store gear where it can be useful because we talk about this all the time. Don't put all your gear in one room in one place in your house because <laughs> if that thing floods or starts on fire it's all gone <laughs> yeah. that's it it's it's over so spread that, that stuff out hurt. that would hurt if it hurt bad um but if you had some stuff in your vehicle at least you're um you know you're spreading that stuff out a little bit right yeah. and all your eggs aren't in one basket or one basement bedroom or whatever um so if you need to bug out um and leave at a moment's notice you'll be happy that your vehicle has everything you might need yeah so your vehicle is a very important part it's of your super important yeah yep. Um, number 19, don't discount tech. Yes. Don't buy discount tech. <laughs> don't buy the, yeah. Refurbished <laughs> shit from Amazon. Just don't do it, man. Yeah. Seriously, tech is cool. Yeah. I love technology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And but you're not, not as much as you, you see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> I love technology. Um, but for real, like often we get people that are like going to the, you know, basic caveman stuff all the time they're like you gotta know all these skills Mm -hmm. don't bother with that emp's gonna wipe it out it's gonna wipe out your phone don't do the don't bother with a car emp's gonna wipe it out Mm -hmm. you know emp you won't be able to vote if emp goes off emp 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 so it's like they they disregard the usefulness of tech because they figure it's just going to be useless anyway like you don't need to be relying on it and to an extent that's true like yeah. You, you you don't want to be fully reliant on the tech that you have, but there is a ton of cool stuff. And I'm not Dude. just meaning electronic yeah. tech. Like there's multi-tools, there's um, mm-hmm. like four-in-one hatchets and axes and like tech is makes things so much nicer. Yeah. Look, I loved matches when I was a kid and matches <laughs> are great now, well, but a lighter is so much better. For sure. <laughs> so it's like, it's... Freaking well, that flint can get tech, wet. Yeah. Those can get wet. You yeah, work. <laughs> that rock don't get wet. You dry it off. Mm. Get, get your flint going. Well, EMP happens. We don't know if that lighter is going to yeah, work that, or not. Yeah, exactly. But there's a lot of good tech out there that makes life so much easier. And yeah. it makes prepping, camping, um, all that stuff way funner, way yeah. easier. And so don't discount that tech. Mm-hmm. Like, use it. Apply it. Um, add it to your gear. But, you know, have a fallback plan. That's mm-hmm. what prepping's all about. It's like the apps and stuff that are, like, why would you just ignore them? 
Yeah. They're, they're useful for you as a, as know, a it's funny. Aside. It's funny that some of the like prepping community gets all caught up yeah. in like, yeah, don't bother with that crap. Mm-hmm. Don't carry your phone around. You're dumb. Yeah. Phones are Scratch stupid. it on tablet and give it to your friend if you have a message to give him. Smoke signals are the only way to do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of good tech out there and it makes life way easier and you can cut down on your supplies in your bag for like yeah. a, you know, 20 in one Swiss army knife. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> That's a great one. Last one, Cam. Rule number 20. Emergency plans are fire. Mm, they are, Emergency man. plans are fire. Okay? I know you're sick of hearing this from me. Plans are a big deal. You know, I'm just, I'm a huge plan proponent. Plan to plan. I'm a huge proponent of family emergency plans. They're simple. They're useful. They involve families. They involve families, and they're free. They are free. I mean, for the time spent... They can move your preparedness forward. But you got to use a computer to get. I ain't doing that. <laughs> Overall, further than almost anything. Your ROI for preparedness is just gigantic from one of these things. Take 20 minutes every six months. Fill it every out. Every six days. Update <laughs> it. Go over your plan. This will give you and your family a game plan um, when the emergency goes down. It's yeah. going to help you to take the guesswork out of emergencies as much as possible. It's not going to do everything. But it just gives you a great base to work from at least get everyone their own copy revisit it often you're not going to regret I need to revisit it the it's effort. crazy kids get older they go to different schools i know dude. yeah you know i have to do mine again too your wife um, leaves you kids go different places get a new wife new kids it doesn't matter <laughs> um but yeah you're not going to regret the effort that you make with an emergency plan not you're at just all. not okay that's that's rule number 20 that's it that's yeah. 20 of them yeah you made it. You made it. If you're listening. <laughs> Good gracious. You got through. Took a long time to get to the point there, boys. <laughs> so emergency plans, number one. Got okay. it. You just could have told me that right as we started this and then ended it. <laughs> yes. Okay. You probably should have. <laughs> but it is what it is. Yeah. If you guys didn't know, though, electrolyte deficiency or imbalances can cause headaches, cramps, fatigue, weakness. Cancer. Cancer. <laughs> Maybe not. Um. <laughs> As people who want to be prepared and ready for anything, the last thing you need is something that will slow you down when you need to be ready the most. That's why we at Casual Preppers have teamed up with Element. It's a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing that you don't. Like my kids are getting hooked on it now. Their friends are like, "What's your like?" I got a text from my daughter yesterday. What's your code, Dad? Dad bring me some Element. <laughs> getting itchy. No, she's like my my friend. Taste, shaky. My friend tasted the Element. She wants it. What's your code? You know, and I'm like, "Hey, we don't have a code. Just a link." And I sent it over to her. Okay. Um, we, tell her to download this. Tell her to download this. Go subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. And then I'll get her a link. Um, we think Element is perfect for bug out bags, EDC kits, because it contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio, 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, 60 milligrams of magnesium. It's like a magic And a million mix. percent enjoyment. And a million percent health yeah. and enjoyment. Um, Casual Preppers listener can get a free element sample pack when you make any purchase through our exclusive Casual Preppers link. The sample pack includes one of every flavor, and that's good. They offer no <laughs> questions asked refunds on all orders. You don't even have to send it back. You can just send that pack to your, with your kids to school. You could, yeah. This offer may be claimed by first time and returning element customers. Every time you buy it, use that link. You'll get the free stuff. Head to our link, drinkelement.com slash casual preppers, and get your order and your free sample pack. That's drinklmnt.com slash casual preppers. It's time for the get quick it. and dirty medical get it, get tip. Get it, get it, mm-hmm. get it. I figured since we're talking about rules and tips, mm-hmm. talk about some medical tips for preppers 
without medical experience. I think okay. I've mentioned this before, maybe. maybe. I don't know. It could be the same. Everything sounds and seems the same anymore. Okay. After this long, it's all yeah, a big it's all, blob of information. Yeah, it's all regurgitated. Yeah. But here's six rules that I'd say with the inexperienced medical okay. person. I like that, actually. Yeah. So number one, uh, learn the basics of medicine and health. Mm-hmm. Basic life support, you know, how to check, see if they're breathing, CPR. Like, those are all pretty basic things that you can learn online. Yes, there are certificates and and courses, but the thing is, you got arms, and you can put them on someone's chest, and you can press up and down. Yes, I can. Learn the ratio. I definitely can. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Um, (laughs) Fixing to do something. Okay, (laughs) that's different CPR. Okay, yeah. But the other thing is, like, just kind of understand the basics, how the body works. Like, okay. I know that sounds stupid, but, um, what's my gallbladder for? <laughs> yeah, there I are some, know. there are some complex things, but it's just crazy how many people come in when they didn't need to. Sure, I yeah. talk about this. I harp on this all the time, mm-hmm. but I'm like, did you say harp? I harp on this harp. harp. <laughs> There's my, uh, conspiracy <laughs> slipping in. Yep. Um, Basic colds, fevers, mm-hmm. when your kid or your loved one really actually needs to be seen. Mm-hmm. Because, like, we're too dependent on telemedicine and same-day appointments. Yeah, So, for sure. that's the big thing for me is, like, understand um, how, like, what your health means, how important it is, when you're unhealthy, and when you should seek medical attention. Yeah. I think that's pretty straightforward, right? I agree. Number two, you don't need a surgical kit. Mm. Like, a lot of people will spend a ton of money on this massive kit that has, like, NG tubes and it has, you know, um, like all kinds of complex Dialysis medical machines. stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's like they don't know how to use them and, you know, unlikely that anybody that's around them is going to, you know, come over and say, you got that kit ready for me? Boy, that I'm going to deliver that baby. Yeah. So um, consider spending more time on a good first aid kit. Yeah. Preferably build your own. Mm-hmm. Know what's in there. Know what, like, Band-aids are good. What kind of medicines to put in there? What kind of ointments? Stuff like that. Number three, I got something in my mouth. I like ointments. Number three, uh, build a medical library. Um, like you were saying, mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned before, the Prepper's Medical Handbook is a great book to have for a lot of the basic medical things that you're going to encounter yeah. if the system's all shut down and you know, you're know you trying to take care of your family and yourself or you're mm-hmm. bugging out. Great book to start with. Yep. And then there's, you know, there's a lot of other options there. But- a medical library that you can refer to to see when to seek medical attention is going to be super important. Mm-hmm. Number four, stay healthy. Mm. You know, you can avoid a lot of medical problems, medical personnel, um, emergencies. If you just stay healthy, yeah. like exercise, mental health is important, huge. Um, so take care of yourself and you can avoid a lot of these things that we talk about. Mm-hmm. Um Number five, buy meds. There's a lot available now. <laughs> there are, yeah. Walgreens, Walmart, uh, all your grocery stores, they have medicines on the you know, on the shelf, and a lot of them you use, and you don't realize you use them as often as you do. So you might as well- medical. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you can now CPP. get antibiotics and other, um, you know, nausea meds and stuff through contingency medical. Mm-hmm. But you can stock up now. And this is a good time. Is like, if you don't, if you're just using, you know, you're at the bottom of your- I would look at your ibuprofen bottle like you do your gas tank. Mm. Don't I look go at it below like half. I look at my wife. Don't like, look, oh, don't go below half. Um, because it's all available now. <laughs> and you know, like in COVID, like a lot of yeah. the anti-inflammatory stuff, it all got cleaned out. So it it's easy to get that stuff. So go get it now. Mm-hmm. And then number six, don't forget the hygiene stuff. Yeah. 
feminine hygiene, teeth care, body wash, Mm -hmm. shaving supplies, and um, ways to manage waste and the waste that comes out of your body. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like those are pretty basic things. Uh, Like, a lot of people get caught up in the, I don't know, I have a lot of medical skills and stuff like that. That's your basics right there. I love that. We should have done a whole episode on that. We probably could have. I just wasted it. Cam, we have the latest battle box. Mm -hmm. Mission 108. Should we look at it real quick? The first item in the basic box, you guys, you get a knife. The Revo Canyon Folder. Right off the bat. It's a beast. Slapping you in the face right out the gate. Uh, beastie little knife. Yeah, beastie little knifer, huh? Mm, then we have, this is a, this is a cool little uh, item too, the Flextel Tiny Pump X. This is great for like pumping up your um, sleeping pads and stuff like that. Yeah. Tiny and it also, has a, it also has a light on it. It's a little compressor. Oh, okay. Air compressor with a light and stuff. <sighs> yeah. yeah that's pretty cool. freaking sweet. And then we have the Brunton. That's actually really handy. Lensatic compass. Kind of I know, dude. Not having like a mattress nozzle. You're yep. like, ugh. It comes with all the different nozzles. Sleeping too. on the floor now. And then we have the Brunton Lensatic Compass. You always got to know which way's north. Mm-hmm. And then the next in the advanced box, the Dark Energy Poseidon Nano. Dude, what a cool item. This is so great for like an EDC kit or a bug out bag to keep your phone going. Your number one communication device. And it's um, it's magnetic. It looks nice too. Yeah, and it sticks Pretty right rare. to the back of your phone. If you're looking on a video. Yeah. And it gives you some extra juice, man. Listen to the click. <laughs> and you drop it. Listen to it click on the back of my phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's real nice. It's a 3,000 milliamp brick, uh, five to eight hours of additional power for your smartphone. Could be up to 12 hours. And these things are like winter tested. uh, Like the. If you're TikTok, it'll probably give you like 30 minutes extra. 100%. 100%. (laughs) Then we go to the Pro Box and we got the Grail GeoPress, you guys. This is like the full size beast. Yeah. Man, these are so nice. They're awesome. All included. Like you got the container, you Mm -hmm. got the filter. Everything got the sipper nozzle, mm-hmm. all the good stuff. <laughs> and then the Pro Plus, we have the Real Steel Sakura Pro Battle Box exclusive EDC knife. Damn. Already cut cam, already cut him. It did. I was closing it, nick my hand. Yep, beautiful knife, man. I can't wait to carry that. Yeah, thing. it's a pretty, it's a pretty color. Yeah. If you guys want to get one of your own, go to battlebox.com/slash/casualpreppers. Use our code. All this useful stuff. I know, dude. And several of them, like I don't have anything like that. No. Know. That's why we love battle. Don't be a dummy. Don't be a Get dummy. it. All right, Cam, anything else? No. No, you're good, right? That's it. Happy Those are Valentine's all the rules Day. you need in life. Happy belated Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope all your wildest dreams came true. <laughs> yeah. Stay survived.